You got me, Jordan? You got me. That's my boy right there, man. He's always got me. <laughs> I'm like, I just message him. You would be surprised how many times, like, I'll be sitting there. You guys see me looking at my phone. I'm like, no, I'm not looking at scripture. I'm like, Jordan, can you do this real quick? I'm like, so I message him during the middle of service, and he gets stuff taken care of for me. So it's great. Um, so, uh, yeah, Jordan, Jordan's my boy. Love you. <laughs> but um, let's pray, because I'm going to need this. Um, <laughs> Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you, God, that you are doing something new and fresh. God, we thank you that um, today you give us fresh revelation. God, let your words be my words. Lord, and just speak through me. Lord, let me uh, speak everything that you want to be spoken today, God. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, you guys are going to have to put up with me one more time, and then I'll be gone for a couple weeks because i gotta, I got to go out of town for work in the next couple weekends. But um, I know you all miss me. At least three people on the front wheel, the rest of you. Even my neighbors are just kind of like, oh, okay. No. <laughs> right. You guys got homeland. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, you're here. I, I love it. All right. Um, so we're, uh, I, I let a lot of the people who know or who come in early last week know this, uh, for the next 40 days, right around 40 days, we're going we're gonna to start doing 40 days of faith. And that's what we're going to do is um, we're going to help you grow in your faith in your personal walk with God, but also um, growing your faith for what you're believing for and expecting from God. Because um, everybody has an expector, but sometimes our expectors aren't working correctly. Um, sometimes our expectors are unexpecting. And um, so we, we're like, well, I hope I make it through. Well, Linda, Linda said, you know, it, it's, it's not that he just wants us to have just enough to get by. God is a uh, a God who is an, he pours overflowing into our lives. It's not, he's not a God that says, well, you know what? This is what you get, and this is all you're going to get for the rest of your life. He's constantly pouring, constantly filling, because David says, my cup runneth over. That means that God is pouring into him, not just in, in a spiritual sense of, of who he is, but it, pouring into his life of um, physical needs and, and, and mental needs and, and people in his life. And, and sometimes we think of... Um, when we think, well, I'm going to believe in God for something. Well, you know, a lot of times we think of material things. And God is a spiritual God who loves to give material things because it blesses us to be able to, to work the kingdom ministry. But we're going to go over in the next, you know, couple weeks here of what God is going, wants to do for you, how to raise our expectations of who God is, or excuse me, raise our expectations of what, what God is going to do for us. Because a lot of times we're like, well, I hope he gives me that. And, you know, it's kind of just like a you know, shot in the dark. I'll just say one prayer and then hopefully it'll happen. Um, but we need to have a, a 360 style of faith. Um, and, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, faith is more than just believing for something. Faith is knowing that something is there. You know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of people believe, well, I have faith in God. Well, I do too, but I have faith that God is going to do more than what I have faith for. Because my faith is a measure. My faith is, is always um, decreasing, and I have to add more to it to help it increase. So when you're believing for something, you're like, okay, I'm believing for this. That means your measure of faith is starting to de- decrease, and you need to pour more into your life so your measure increases. Because you can't just say, I got a measure of faith, and then just continue on in our life and say, okay, well, that's all I got, and I'm going to use it. And a year later, it's like, where is it now? 
So we need to be constantly pouring into our lives so the faith runs over into our lives and into other people's lives. So um, I, t- I don't normally don't title my message. Jordan, if you guys ever listen to the podcast, Jordan normally titles those for me. So he just takes a couple lines from it and meshes it together because I don't title anything. But I titled this Faith 360 because faith has to be something that is completely surrounding us. It, it can't be something that we, we walk into and say, okay, now I got faith and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. It has to be something that is con- continually flowing in our lives, continually um, moving around in our lives. So what we need to do is we need to create an atmosphere of faith. How, how do we create an atmosphere of faith? And I was asking God that last night. I'm like, I got a couple ideas, but you got to give me more because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run out. Um, but an atmosphere of faith starts with, first, trusting that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life. You had to have, you had to have a, a little bit of faith to believe that he, a man you never saw, never, and died on the, was born of a virgin, died on the cross, rose again, and ascended into heaven. That takes a little bit of faith. So that, that's your foundation right there. We're going to build on that. So we build upon, okay, he is Savior. I, I trust in him as Savior. He is king of my life. And so what we do is we build upon that. We, we start to read scripture. We start to uh, listen to the word being spoken. And what happens is it starts to build little bit by little bit. Sometimes we don't always see that our faith is increasing until we need that faith. And we're going through a trial, we're going through a battle, and then we're like, oh my gosh, I, I, yeah, that, I didn't know that was in me, and it came out of me when I was going through that trial. Um, so we have to build a, a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit. Everybody knows that you don't build a house overnight. You might be able to put framing up, and then you might be able to put uh, walls up, and then siding up. And, and so... Faith is like a household, and if, if we're going to create that atmosphere of faith in our houses, in our lives, it has to go up foundationally first. You don't put up a house and go, oh yeah, I forgot to pour cement. And you're like, oh, I got some two-by-four sitting in the dirt. Um, just get a big long nail. We'll just nail it to the ground and hope it doesn't do anything. It, it talks about building our foundation on sand in the Bible, and, and the man who built his, his kingdom and his, his life on the sand, it washes away. So there has to be a firmness, there has to be a, um, something that is permanent to be able to grow our faith upon. And so for the next couple weeks, for the next you know, month and a half, whatever it turns out to be, and if I decide to do it for the rest of the year, um, we will, we're going to build a little bit and a little bit. So every time you walk out of here, be like, my faith is increasing. I have a better understanding of faith in God. I have a better understanding of who he is so I can trust him more. So trust in God is faith. People are like, I trust God, but do you have, you can, I trust God, but do you? Do you have, do you trust that he is faithful to deliver what he promises he will deliver? So faith is the substance, excuse me, the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of, that is not yet seen. So faith rejoices in an end result even when the results aren't in clear sight. You guys ever had something you're just like, man, I hope this happens and I believe in this it happens and you don't see the results, but you're so confident in it. You're like, I know I got this job. I know I'm getting this raise. I know I get this, this promotion, whatever it is. And you, you don't see it, but you just have a confidence that whatever is going on, that it is going to work out. We need to have a confidence in, in God that whatever we're believing for, uh, if it lines up with his word, again, 
Um, he's not like, you know, hey, God, I hope this person dies because, you know, we can't do that. We, we need to be believing for things like, oh, man, I hate that person. I hope they move and I hope they fall off a cliff. You can't believe for that stuff. We need to believe for good things because God is a, a giver of good things. So, um, like, you guys ever watch Genie, uh, the movie uh, Aladdin, my wife's favorite movie? Genie's like, I can't kill people. I can't bring people back from the dead. So don't wish for God to kill people. You can wish for him. You can pray for him to bring people back from the dead. But that's, let's not, uh, let's not uh, hope for bad things for people. Faith is re- rejoicing in an end result that God has, has given us a promise for. We need to believe for promises in the Bible. When he says that all your needs will be taken care of, I meet all your needs. If he takes care of little birds, he takes care of us. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. How many of you guys have drove down a road and hit a bird? Hit it, your windshield hits it and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> You're like, sorry, God. And, um, but if he takes care of them and he gives them what they need to take care of themselves, do you not think he's going to do that for us? Do you not think that he, he is always working on our behalf, always moving for us? Faith looks at the circumstances as not allow them to be swayed and the confidence in the end result. So our, our, our faith has to be strong enough that when something happens and we're like, but this wasn't supposed to happen, we're confident enough in the end result that what God is doing in our life that it will work out. You know, like when someone gives you a prophetic word about your finances going up and up and then you go through two years of like hell on earth finances and you're like, that was a lie. And then you're like, maybe it wasn't. But you know what? We have to keep our eyes on the Word of God and, and on God and say, you know what? I'm going through a season right now that kind of sucks, but what's happening is, is it's moving. You're bringing us through a time of testing and trial, but it's moving into a time of, of fruitfulness and plenty and, and going into the, the, uh, the promised land of what you have um, told us you were going to deliver for us. And none of you agreed with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I know I'm, I'm probably uh, talking quick here. So my wife, every now and then, she gives me a little slow down. She gives, she gives me, oh yeah, she gives me this, which just means slow down. Um, so, uh, but um, we have to look at the circumstances and say, you know what? Because when we're going through trials, we look at circumstances. We're like, why is this going on? You know, God, you promised me this, but I've got this going on. So we need to look at the circumstances and say, what is, what is going on? Is it me? Am I doing something that's out of the will of God that's bringing me to these circumstances? Or is it something that I'm not believing for correctly? Am I, am I not lining up with what you want, God? Is, is, is something that I'm believing for or something in my life that's, that's hindering me from, from receiving your blessing? And we need to say, okay, God, how do I realign myself? How do I realign my faith with what your word says? Faith goes into the process of, of, of moving forward, knowing that all things work together for good. But what happens is, is we get into the process. Real faith works. It says, you know what? I'm going to go through this, and it all works out for good. But we get into the process and we're like, I hope this all works out all right for me because I don't know what's going on right now. And, but we have to have that, that mindset of faith that it's going to work, it all going to work together for my good because he loves me. Yeah. Not, well, I hope he works this out for me. No, he, he loves you. 
Let me say that again. He loves you. God loves you. He wants good things for you. He doesn't want evil and harm. He wants good things. So while we're going through that process of, of the finances struggling, our, our relationships struggling, something going on, work, whatever it is, we have to keep our eyes on the end and say, you know what, I'm believing for this. God has said he, he will take care of me. And sometimes when we go through that process, it's like, okay, God, I'm believing for this. And you're like, I'm hoping, I'm believing for this raise. I, 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 God, I know this is going to happen. And sometimes God, while we're going through that process, God's like, you know what, you're going to move jobs or you're going to move here, or you're going to do this instead. And it's like, well, God, I wanted this. But what faith is, is trusting God that when he moves you around a little bit, it's not, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to break you. It, it may feel like it, and it may seem like it, and you may be like, I want to give up, I want to lay on the floor and kick and scream. Um, but it's all going to work together for good. So sometimes our, our line of faith, we see where we're going. We're like, okay, God, I, 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 this is what I'm believing for. And God's like, um, I'm going to readjust you. And you have to trust me to readjust you uh, in your walk, in your relationship, in where you're going, in your, in your, your finances, your job, your, your marriages, whatever it is. I need to readjust you. It may not look like that. It may not feel like what you were you know, oh yeah, God, I can see where you're leading me. But sometimes what we see is what we want to see. Sometimes what we feel is not what God is telling us. It's what our emotions get involved. And sometimes our emotions get involved in, in faith. And it's like, okay, God, you're leading me here. And I know you're going to bless me. But now you're asking me to, to switch this and do this. And it's like, okay, we have to be um, able to look at God and say, okay, my faith is, is trusting in you so you can redirect my steps. It says he orders our steps. It doesn't say he just, uh, we run around willy-nilly and he's like, oh, oh, I guess I'll just send you here now. He orders our steps. So sometimes our steps aren't what we want them to be. Sometimes our, our direction isn't where we want it to be. But God is saying, I'm going to guide you and you've got to keep that 360 faith up. So when I ask you to turn around and go back and deal with something, I, I can, I can, you can do, go do that because then I can move you forward into the next I talked about last week with, with offense. Offense does this. It blinds you and keeps you behind this wall. So everything you do does this. And so all you see is through the eyes of offense. All you see is through um, a, a rose-colored glasses, I guess you could say. And all you see is through uh, offense through that, um, through that vision. So it constantly is with you. But God's like, okay, I need you to go back up. You trust me? Yeah, I trust you, God. Go back up. Deal with that situation. Repent. Do with it. Deal with it. Go forward. And then you can go where I need you to go. But God's going to make you, sometimes he's going to make you go back, take a, a, a 180 and go back and deal with something and then move you forward. So when faith goes into that, pro, faith goes in saying, I know that all things work together for good. Sometimes our faith isn't there. Sometimes our faith is like, I hope this all works out at the end because... I don't know what you're doing. You ever had that conversation with God? God, I don't know what you're doing, and I don't know where we're going, but um, and this better work out. But it know, faith knows that all things work together for good, that those who love him. Yeah, this is good because none of this is on my... Uh, I, last night I went, over, I went over my notes in like five minutes with Sarah. I said, I hope this is enough for tomorrow. And she's like, it'll be okay. I'm like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
so all things work together for good. 360 faith moves a step at a time and takes and expands the territory we have. So when we're believing for something, the kids are having fun over there. Um, when we're believing for something, our, our faith grows. So when we're born again, our faith is, is, is here. And then it starts to grow. That 360 faith. Um, any any uh, Trekkies besides Jordan in here? No. Okay. So... Okay, so if, you, if, you're, if you're nerdy at all and you've ever watched Star Trek, they got like, uh, they got like force fields and stuff like that. I don't, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. I like the force better than, than uh, beat me up, Scotty. But um, there, there's, I don't remember what it was. It was one Star Trek thing I saw on, it was one of the movies or TV shows. I don't remember what, but they had a force field. And when they went into this place, they walked with a force field. That force field was over top of them and they could move where they wanted to and no one could touch them. I don't know what episode, what it was, but I remember watching it and they had like this little personal force field and they walked through and they couldn't touch them. And it like they could, it was literally on top of them so that you could hit them, but nothing would happen. And so faith has to kind of be like this. It has to be a complete enclosure over top of us so that when we move and we grow in our faith, it expands and it takes territory and it takes territory and it grows and it grows and it keeps ex- extending our, our, our influence and it, it keeps extending our reach and it keeps extending who we are in Christ and it keeps extending what God has given us so that way when we're 30 years in the faith, then by the time we're done, it's like, move out of my way. I got a tent I'm walking around with because this is the faith I have in God that who he is and what he says he will do, he will do. And that when I believe for something, it happens. You ever believed for something and it didn't happen? Raise your hand. Yeah, all can raise your hand. Yeah, you're all been there. Yes. But here's the thing. Sometimes what we believe for doesn't really line up with how God wants us to believe. He's like, okay, you want this, but how, do you, how are you believing for it? Are you like, okay, God, thank you that you're, you're taking care of this, and, and uh, uh, yep, thank you. Uh, how are we believing? How is our faith lining up with God's Word to believe for that? Do we know what God's Word says about it? Do we know what He wants for us? Sometimes we go in and believe, we believe for things that God's like, why are you believing for that? I've got better for you. Sometimes our faith is, is um, a little look at the toes, look at the ground kind of uh, in the mindset of that. Well, I got faith. Well, what are you believing for? I'm, I'm looking forward. And, and I, I said this to some people last, a couple weeks ago. I said, we've got to look forward like this, not like this. Because you can walk. I walk like this all the time. It, when I walk, I don't walk with my head up because I don't like tripping over things. I've tripped over a few things here and there. And I always walk with my head down. Um, and I had one guy, don't walk with your head up, man. You're, you're okay. I'm like, I know I'm okay, but I don't like tripping over things and stepping on things. After you've stepped on a nail or two, you tend to watch where you're walking. And so I, I walk with my head down sometimes, but in our faith life, we have to walk with our head up because if we look this way, we only see what is in front of us. We have to have vision for what's ahead of us. Amen. So we can't be like, oh, well, oh, there you go, God. Baby steps with God. Baby steps. That's how we, we start. That's how we start walking with God. We start like this. One step, two step, each tile at a time. And then eventually we have to start looking up because we can't look at what's right here. We have to look uh, what's a mile ahead. Faith is not, okay, what's just in front of me now. 
Faith is what's ahead of me a mile. What is God bringing to me a, a year up the road, two years up the road? We need to have faith for the day. We need to have faith for the month. We need to have faith for the year. And we have to have faith to say, okay, God, what am I believing for? Where are you taking me? Do I trust him to do this? Because right here, it's I trust you for right now, and then I trust you right now. But faith here is I trust you. I'm going to keep running until you tell me to stop. So we have to have that 360 faith that says, you know, I have to turn around. I have to move. But it's sometimes going back is not always what we want to do, but we have to do. And sometimes God's like, you know, I need you to go back. I need you to trust me to do, do, do what you, I'm asking you to do. Deal with what I need you to deal with. And then we'll go forward. Faith is doing the best you can with your human ability and then relying on God fully to do what he says he's going to do. So God is like, okay, have faith, but don't be active in it. We have to be active in our faith. We can't be like, oh, well, God, I'm hoping for that new car, but I ain't got no job yet. Or I'm hoping for a mansion, but I ain't got no job. We have to be active with God. We have to partner with God in order for us to grow, in order for us to get somewhere. So we can't be like, well, I want to be a millionaire. I'm going to keep buying 20 lottery tickets a day. God's like, don't be a fool. Use your money wisely. But we have to, we have to trust him that when he says, I'm going to bring you to this, we have to partner with that. We have to say, yes, I trust you and I believe you. And I'm going to do what you asked me to do because we have to have some physical action in with our faith. We can't have faith for finances if we don't decide we don't want to work. We can't have faith for a good marriage if we decide that we don't want to talk to our, our partner. We can't have faith that our job is going to go better if we don't show up for our job. If you want to believe for a job to go better and you don't show up for your job, start looking for a new job and start showing up for your job. So your employer has faith in you to show up. Faith is doing the best we can with our ability, but relying on God to do what is left over. We can't try to do it all ourselves, and we can't, allow, and we, we can't sit back and go, God, you do it all. There has to be, there's a partnership with God in faith. Not striving, not struggling, not trying to do it all ourselves, and not hoping God does it all, but a, 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 a partnership with God. That's like when we tithe. We're partnering with God. We're giving God what is His, but we're partnering with Him in the work of the ministry, saying, I trust you enough to give this back to you so that something's going to happen greater than what I can see. Faith is believing that there's, there's something greater than I can see ahead of me. Faith is like, oh, you know, hope is, well, I hope it happens. I hope this is going to work out. Faith is, you know what? I know that what God is doing is bigger than what I can see right now, is bigger than what I've ever dreamed about, and it's going to happen but I don't know what it is yet. But I trust him that he's going to, to do what he says he's going to do. You notice I've keep been repeating, he's going to do what he, he says he's going to do. He's not a liar. God doesn't lie. He doesn't have that, well, I'm going to say this to him just to get him to do this. God is a manipulator. God's like, well, I promised him $12 if they'll go do this for me. I, I do that with my kids all the time. I'm like, hey, give you $5 if you do this. My, my, uh, my youngest is a little more um, business-minded, and she's like 10. I'm like, oh, we're, I said we're not going to borrow. And, Lay, and then Layla's just like, nah, I don't want to do it at all. <laughs> she's like, no, I don't need your money. Um, but if you guys turn to uh, Ephesians, or excuse me, uh, Romans 6.10, 
and I left my Bible at home today. I'm horrible. I know I shouldn't be up here speaking to you guys. I feel like I'm not worthy to do this now. Um, <laughs> all right, let me get there so I can actually read this. So it says, the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So, Paul is saying that we have to count ourselves dead to sin and alive to Christ. And then it says, he lives to God. So what we do is, faith is this, is I count myself dead to what the world says and to what is um, everybody's naysayers are saying, I count myself alive to what God is and to who he is and, I, and, and what he says that he is. So let me get back to my notes here. Sorry. I feel horrible not having a Bible here today. I'm going to carry a backup Bible and make Sarah carry it for me everywhere, I, everywhere she goes, just in case, because I'll always forget it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're going to read one more. And I, I was going through this, and, and I, for the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to everything I can pick up on faith, listening to, uh, to um, audio recordings that were like from the 40s that were transcribed to tape, and then they were transcribed from, or not transcribed, but taken from tape to, uh, to MP3. So I'm digging through archives, and I'm just like, I'm like digging through stuff. And I'm like, this is really good. So I've been studying on this and thinking, okay, how do I, I need to grow? Because a lot of times when I'm teaching you something or, or speaking on something, it's not because I'm like um, an expert at this. A lot of times what I speak on is something that God has dealt with me like three months ago, four months ago, and he, he's, he's working, I've worked through it. And so I'm like, okay, oh, that's really good. He taught me something. No, I can, I can give what I've been taught. So turn to Ephesians for me. We're going to stay, this is cool because we get to go to Ephesians 6, I think it's 16 if I remember correctly. I had it marked in my Bible, but hey. Um, Yes, it is. Ephesians six sixteen. There we go. I am good. Uh, thank you, Lord. Um, so this talks about the armor of God. We, we're not going to read it all, but I'm going to read 14, 15, and 16. It says, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The truth is the word of God. We need to, to take that and, and buckle that around our waist, wrap it around our waist, because it is the word of God with the breastplate of righteousness in its place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. And then verse 16, I love this. He says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. The shield of faith, it is the, it, if you look at um, the armor of God, most of it is uh, defensive weapons. It is defensive things to help protect us from what the enemy brings into our life and from what the world has. So he says the shield of faith. And if you look at different um, periods of time and you look at the shield, sometimes they're round, sometimes they're rectangular, sometimes they're you know, squarish, sometimes like that. And a lot of them, what they were was this, is they were a um, couple pieces of 
of wood with a, a leather strap on the inside and uh, different decorative pieces and armor pieces on the outside. But a lot of the early ones were solid wood. So what happens with wood when something that's caught is fire hits it? Wow, you guys are all on top of it today. Okay. So wood, wood and fire, it burns. There we go. Wow. We're going to do science class next week. Um, so the shield of faith is to protect you in every aspect of your walk. Um, what some shields were, were they were smaller shields, arm shields, and they were meant for hand-to-hand combat, um, just to block a sword or a, a spear or something like that. But a lot of the shields, and when you uh, think about armor, you think about Paul's referring to Romans, and he's writing the Roman people. Um, when he talks about some of this stuff too, is he's referring to uh, Roman armor. He's talking to the Ephesians, but he's, he, because he, he's a Roman citizen, that's the armor he knows. He's referring to this. And some of their shields were like this. So what they would do is they would, they would um, if a barrage of arrows was coming in, what they would do is they would plant their shield behind it. The next guy would put his shield over top of it, it just a little bit over the edge, and then they would kneel. And so all the arrows, when they were coming in, would hit like this and like this. And so two men were protected. So the guy in the front is protected from everything coming straight forward. And the guy that's behind him protects himself and the other gentleman from anything that would come and hit them on the top. So that that shield of faith, if you think about it, you need someone in your life that has faith to help you walk through it. That's going to, to take their shield of faith and believe with you for what you're believing for. Partner with you and God to believe for what you need. The shield of faith was designed to protect us from the fiery darts, but a wooden shield doesn't quench the, 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 uh, the darts of the enemy. What extinguishes fire? Yes, exactly. You guys answered that. You guys are all over it today. You guys are really... You've redeemed yourself. I had faith in you, and it came through. You guys redeemed yourself on that? Yes, he is a God of miracles, especially for all the contemplators in the group. Um, so water extinguishes fire. Wow. Um, yeah. So think about this. He says that the shield of faith will extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy. How, do, how, how does that happen with a, with a regular shield? It doesn't. Um, a lot of times, uh, as they grew in their uh, knowledge of advancement and technology, they would wrap uh, shields with leather, or they would take metal and, and bend it around them to help extinguish those darts. But Paul is not referring to a, a wooden shield wrapped with leather or, or metal to extinguish those, because they don't. They help block them from catching on fire, but it doesn't extinguish that. So if you guys turn to John 7.38, uh, I'm going to read this real quick. And I'm going to read you two different translations of this. And John 7.38 says, Whoever believes in me, as Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from them. And then uh, one of the other translations says, and this starts in verse 37, Then the most important day of feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out 
from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the Scripture says. And then it says in verse 39, it says, Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive, but the Holy Spirit had not yet come and poured upon them. Because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in his full splendor. So we have the shield. You know, we, see, we think of classic, uh, you know, Roman battles, Lord of the Rings, all these shields, swords, fighting like that. How many of you guys know that that shield can only protect so much of you? That shield can only protect from here up or from here down, however you're using it. But the shield of of faith that, that Paul is kind of referring to is what Jesus was talking about. He's talking about the 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 what lives inside of you, rivers of living water that, that come out of you. He's prophesying about the Holy Spirit. And, and how do we quench the fiery darts of the enemy? With rivers of living water that flow out of us, not just, well, I hope these darts go out and they're starting to burn a little bit, you know. The shield of faith, it, it, it has to be like a waterfall flowing over us. That way when, when the, and it's that 360. So when you, you guys ever... Um, there used to be at John Ball Zoo, um, when we were kids, you could go to the waterfall. And um, then they modified it so you couldn't go in the waterfall, but you could kind of stick your hand. A lot of times when we were kids, they, they changed it so you could literally walk through the waterfall. And you could, you, could see, you could be completely covered with water. But what happens when you dive into a pool? You're standing at the bottom of the pool, you know, or you're floating in there. Can you hear anybody? You when people are talking, you hear a little bit. But what happens is you're fully immersed, you're fully covered by that water. So if someone, if the enemy comes in and says, "I'm going to throw a fiery dart at you while you're sitting in the water," what happens? When it hits the water, it extinguishes. It doesn't burn further. It doesn't have any effect. It's like when they're, um, you always see in those movies with, uh, you know, the action movies and they shoot into the water and all these bullets are zinging by. That doesn't happen. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Because when they're up, up high and they're shooting into the water, when that bullet hits the, uh, the water, it doesn't do that. It usually get, uh, compacts like it hits something and just kind of floats down. You, don't get me wrong, some will, but it, most of it is action movies are completely ridiculous. Still watch them all the time, but they're ridiculous. So when we're covered by that water, we're covered by the Holy Spirit. When that rivers of living water from the Holy Spirit that flow out of us, that are, are coming out of us, our faith is, is covering us because we know that the Holy Spirit, that the Father is who He says He is, is covering us, that, that's coming out of us. It helps protect us from the enemy. It helps us protect us from fear, from doubt, from unbelief that may come into, the enemy tries to put into our life. Think about this. If you're shooting into a, a waterfall and you're like, I got these fiery arrows and I'm going to shoot into this waterfall and hit this target, it's not going to work. So what, what Paul is saying is, is that the shield of faith is, is what keeps the enemy from his plans and his, his, his ideas and his attacks from coming forth in our life. What I love about faith is it's, it's kind of dyslexic. Um, 
And because it, it, it looks at the end instead of the beginning. It's like, if you know anything about dyslexia, they, they, they switch words and they switch ends and beginnings and, and different things like that. And it's like, faith is like that. It looks and says, oh, I see the end and I know where I'm going. It doesn't look at the beginning. Dyslexic faith rejoices in the victory and sees the end from the beginning. It may not see a complete ending. It may not see all the details, but it sees the end of where it's going to, to be and where it's going to go. And it rejoices in that instead of saying, oh, I got all this room to go. I got all this place to walk. I got to have all this faith. It looks at the end and says, yes, this is what I'm going. This is what I'm going to have. So as we, we go through this series, we're, what, are, what are we going to do? We're, go, we're going to help you guys grow in your faith, help stretch you in, in what you're believing for. We need to stretch our faith instead of just, well, I hope it's enough. To, God, just give me enough to make it through the day. Really, do you want just enough to make it through the day or do you want enough to make it through the day, to make it through tomorrow, make it through the week and say, you know what, I still got some left over at the end of the week to give to somebody else? Think of it this way. If you come to church once a week and you say, this is the only thing I do. I don't pick up my Bible. I don't touch anything. I go to church once a week and you're like, God, just let me make it through the week. By, the, by Wednesday, you're like, you know, given the number one bird sign to the guy driving down the road, you're just like, but there's not enough because you're, 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 you're using everything that is inside of you that you've received on a Sunday that you might have, but what happens is, it, is it's, not, it's not enough to get, make it through the week. So what we need to do is we need to be consistently uh, reading his word, listening to what his word says, whether it's teaching or whatever it is, and filling ourselves up so that when we believe for something, it's not like, well, I'm believing for this, but we don't have enough to make it through to the end. God will sustain you, but you, like I said before, it's a partnership with him. We have to be, uh, know who he is, be able to work the way he wants us to work, to accomplish what we're believing for and what he's asking for. We need to stretch our faith in areas that we haven't stretched our faith. You know, our family, our finances, our marriage, our, our, our kids, our jobs, whatever it is. What do you need and what are we going to believe for? What are we going to believe for as a church? How are we going to grow as a church? What are we believing for as a, as a corporate body that we can reach these areas? Not just, well, it's good enough. It's just a small little family. Here's the thing. We need to reach people with the, the message of Jesus Christ. People need Jesus. I need Jesus. You need Jesus. If you don't think you need Jesus, you're wrong. Um, uh, yes. We need Jesus because without him, we just go through life. We don't have hope. Jesus is what we need for life because he brings hope to us. Because even when it's bad, you're like, you know what? This may all suck right now, but I still got Jesus. I can still hold on to Jesus. Because it may look like all hell broke loose, but I'm still holding on to his hand. He may be dragging me through it, but he, I'm still going through it, and I still got Jesus. When our faith is weak and we're doubting, at least we still got Jesus. People in this area need Jesus. 
We, we need to take what we have and say, you know what, this is my God, this is my Savior, and this is what He's done for me. So as a church, we're going to believe for being able to reach more people and to grow in areas that we, aren't able, we haven't grown in. What do you want in your life? What do you want? Do you want to just be, it doesn't want to be good enough for who, who it's for? That mentality only gets you through the day. I was sitting listening to uh, um, some contractors a couple days ago where they were working on a building. And um, the guy's like, well, you want to do this or do that? And he's like, well, we'll just do that. It's good enough for who it's for. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't know that I was... Um, I worked for the place that he was working for. Um, but that mindset will only get us through the day. It's good enough for who it's for. It's good enough for today. We have to have vision for tomorrow, yes. next week, a month, a year, six years, five years. Everybody says you've got to have a five-year plan. You've got to have your 10-year plan. My 10-year plan is I'm going to still be alive. Uh, my kids are going to still love me. I'm going to have a good marriage. And my finances are going to be good. Everyone's like, what's your, what's your 10-year plan? I said, whatever God tells me my 10-year plan is going to be. Wherever God leaves me in 10 years, that was my 10-year plan. <laughs> whatever uh, happens and I, God comes through, that's my 10-year plan. We, yes, we need to plan things out. But God says, don't plan everything out because it's just, a lot of it's just you. Have faith in me to lead you where you're going to go. We need to occupy the territory that faith has already won. Here's the thing. We can, we can say, oh, well, God won it for me, and then we keep moving forward, but our, te- our faith needs to expand and take that ter- and hold on to that territory that has already been won because what happens is, is this, is if we win the territory and we move on and we don't take the territory, we win the battle, we don't take the territory, the enemy comes and fills it back up. So what we need to do is we need to expand our vision for where we're going to be, what God is going to do, and occupy that territory. We know this place is for God. I know that for a fact that if, if, if we didn't pray over this school, do what we do daily, we, God would not be here every day because he's not welcome sometimes. But what we do is we come in here and say, you know what? Okay, that's fine. For a couple hours a week, we're going to come in here and we're going to pray. We're going we're gonna to believe that God is going to work in this school and do things in this school. And how do, how do we do that? By we bring the Spirit of the Lord into this area, but what we also do is we invest in the areas that we have influence in. We invest in the schools. We invest in our town because we have faith that God is going to do something bigger. But people need to see that God is actually a kind God and a loving God and actually cares about people. If we're stingy with our faith, well, oh, you're believing for that? Oh, okay, hope that works out for you. Partner together. Be there for one another. Say, what are you believing for? John does it all the time for us. Once or twice a year, John will come up to us. He'll come over. He'll be plowing or doing something. And our driver, he's like, hey, what are you believing for this year? I'm like, just comes out of the blue. John, I love it because John's just random sometimes and he comes up and I'm like, we're believing for this. He's like, okay, I'll pray. I'll be praying for that. That's partnering. God is partnering with us. We need to partner with him. Expand our territory, expand our vision of where we're going. 
What are you going to do? What are you going to believe for this? We're, in, we're working on our third month right now. We're working, we're in March. We're gonna, we've got nine months left. What are you going to believe for by the December 31st at 11.59 and 59 seconds, something's going to happen. God is, God is there and he's saying, you know what? I need you to believe because I've got great things for you. Raise your expectation and, and receive what he has for you. Let's pray.